Hello, everybody. Welcome back to All About America's Team, brought to you by Delahanty Media. Um, this is our 10th episode, which is really crazy because um, I, for one, did not think that I'd be here after 10 episodes, just, you know, life and all of that. But it's great to have some consistency um, building this podcast up. I, for one, know I've grown a lot in this um this time of my life. I feel like I'm way better at this than I was on the first episode. But I'm Ray Nickens, your speaker of objectivity, and I'm joined with my co-host. Oh, and the Chico. And um, I'll say it again because it's very important that everyone knows this. This is the all Dallas Cowboys podcast. If you don't like the Dallas Cowboys, don't worry. This is also for you. Because me, as the speaker of objectivity, I like to criticize said players on this team. So give you a little bit of joy in hearing that at least one Cowboys fan um, criticizes their own team. Um, but we have a lot to talk about today. Um, hard knocks, preseason, the COVID stuff that's happened the last few few days. And of course, um, what the heck is going on with the quarterback? $75 million man, as I um, one of the nicknames I I use for him, probably the most the least, you know, criticizing th- nickname that I've used on the show, other than maybe I don't even know. We'll get into the nicknames um, closer to the beginning of the season, and I have a lot of um, great treats for you when it comes to that department. But um, before we get started, um, as we always do at the beginning of the show, Owen, what do you got for us news wise? Um, the only news that I've been hearing is the COVID stuff, which we're going to get into a little bit later. But before we start, it's episode 10, so I think this is the best part to talk about Eli Manning, and we can all give him a round of applause. Absolutely. Thank you, Eli Manning, for saving my my um, sanity. Um, I could not live in a world where Tom Brady had a perfect season, um, so I appreciate you, even though you hurt Hurt my heart a lot as a as the Giants quarterback and a um, a quarterback that had plenty of um, d- brought plenty of disastrous feats for the Tony Romo led Cowboys. Um, I appreciate you and all that you've done for this organ this the NFL. So thank you, Eli Manning. Follow his Twitter; it's very fun. Yeah, so we can just get right into it. Why don't, why don't you start off with what you've been wanting to talk about for the past few days? The turnover ratio. Yes. So um, I've been watching the preseason games. Um, I admittedly did not watch as much of the most recent game versus the Texans. I was occupied um, with other things. But one of the main things that stuck out to me was turnovers. And yes, I know Owen's going to bring this up. Three of the turnovers were by one person alone, being Ben DiNucci, who uh, went from an all-time high as the quarterback to an all-time low as the quarterback for the Cowboys, throwing three interceptions against the third-string Texans defense. But overall, the turnover ratio this preseason has been dreadful, and I remember bringing up at the very beginning um, before the preseason started that I would like to see a positive turnover ratio because last year – as a team, we struggled in that department, and that led to us losing quite a few games. And seeing a two and eight turnover ratio this preseason is not very exciting, and very um, makes me very nervous 
And yes, I know we do not have our starting quarterback out there for most of the, for at any of this preseason. And I'll get into a little bit of that later on the show as we are again, a one week closer to that Tampa Bay matchup on September 9th. But um, there have been turnovers in other departments of this football team. One special teams, one of our um, punt returners muffed a punt in the Cardinal in the first preseason game against the Steelers. Uh, we lost that turnover ratio one to three. So that was not a great start. And then we've had um, a fumble by Garrett Gilbert um, in the second preseason game versus the Cardinals. That first drive, he didn't look very great, but he kind of um, kind of brought himself back up to, you know, acceptable with them driving down the next drive and kicking a field goal. But um, and then, of course, you have the interceptions galore from Ben DiNucci who um, has four out of the eight turnovers by himself, which is um, if you're trying to make a football team, especially as a quarterback, I would advise you not to do that. Um, by the way, Owen, are you muted? Yeah, I, I, I was going to let you talk because I was drinking. Oh, okay. Yeah, never mind. I was just curious because I saw you open your mouth and you didn't sound didn't come out. Um but yeah, I would really like to see the turnovers at least cleaned up in the in our final preseason game. Of course, no starter should get on the field at all, and I'm not expecting any of the starters to get on the field for that game. But um, it would be nice to uh, to win the turnover battle at least one time this preseason, just to give me a little little glimmer of hope. Um, so, just to wrap that up. The the positives from that is the, the positive of our defense looking better and um, a lot more active and is is a little bit um, – I'm going to kind of push that under the rug a little bit, not to sound you know like a negative fan, but the fact that we are playing – we are showing these flashes but not generating any as many turnovers as you'd expect is kind of – little bit of alarm alarming because we only have two turnovers forced and um, as you move on into the second string offense and the third string offense you're going to have more of those turnover opportunities and it doesn't seem like we are getting those you know turnovers later on in the game now um, with our rook new star of our defense Micah Parsons he has been involved in the only two turnovers for our football team along with the one of the Achilles brothers who came in from Atlanta. Um, so I would, I would like to see someone other than Micah Parsons generate a turnover next week, but that's all I kind of really have to say about the turnovers. Um, I'm not expecting the Cowboys to win the turnover battle versus Tampa. Um, one, because our quarterback has had zero action against a live defense and pads, whether that be practice or a preseason game, so I'm expecting at least two interceptions from him by himself. And you can throw in a fumble or something, fumble or muff pump in there. So I'm not really expecting us to win that turnover battle against Tampa just because Tampa is not going to go out there and, you know, f- drop the ball a lot week one. So um, just it would be nice to see a little bit of an improvement um, in that department. I'm not really sure where we're ranked in the preseason when it comes to turnover ratio, but I wouldn't, um, I don't think it's very high. I think it's probably towards the bottom. 
Um, so that's kind of all I got in that department. It's just a, it's it's a little bit alarming, but like I said, I know it's preseason, but you try and um, preseason is for building your team up for the regular season, and the fact that we're turning the ball over this much um, is a bad sign for the offense. So that's kind of all I got. What do you think? Well, I had a lot to say, but you kind of said everything that I wanted to say. Um, it is very alarming that Ben is doing what he's doing. Because I, I remember when the Cowboys drafted him, you kind of fell in love with him and thought that if for whatever reason Dak did not sign his contract, then he would at some point in time be the new starter, which I didn't really agree with, but it was more for the jokes. Um, I definitely think that he has taken himself off this team and is now going to be on the practice squad, if that. Absolutely. Um, it's The only positives out of all of this that I can see is that two of our new linebackers have have made or the reason why they have two fumble recoveries. Micah, obviously, doing what he does best, just being around the football. And Neil, who is who could be who as you and I both know him and Casey when they were both in the Falcon before their Achilles injuries they were known as they were looked at as some of the best um starting pieces on any defense I've obviously with Malik Cooker but we'll get into him a little bit later but yeah I don't game one most of most of them Ben, well, half of them are, but just looking at all the three games, you're gonna see a lot of Ben Danucci. Game game one, on um, was we talked about that Malik Turner. He uh he got lit up on a crossing route or some type of route in in route, and he 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 lost the ball. But I think the worst one was was get was the last game where he had three interceptions. I don't know if you saw, but the last interception he had. Someone um, got the Cowboys sideline on video, and you can just see them all just like, ah, this again. And they were all yeah. deflated, and Dak wasn't wasn't the happiest. All the starters were kind of just like, oh, my goodness. Like, how why do we have to deal with this? But I I don't know. It's It's been – I'm just happy that, that – Rush or knock on wood, Rush and Gilbert haven't been the ones coughing up the football or intercepting interceptions. Obviously, talk about um, the, the the Garrett and fumble, but at least they haven't been making dumb decisions like Ben has. Because if they were making these decisions, and we would have no idea who our backup is going to be. Mm-hmm. But obviously, you don't want to see it. And I think we're um, we're second to last. I think there's one team that's worse than us. Good. Um, it's great not to be the last, the worst team in a is. in a category. It so, is. a round of applause for the Dallas Cowboys for not being last. Good job. Don't but be minus, last. <laughs> minus six. You definitely saw this last this past season. The only reason why we had a better margin was because of Donovan Wilson and all the things that he did for this football team um, at at the safety position. But if it weren't for him, we could have been way worse. You could have had a way worse differential than you did. Um it's not it's it can be alarming if any of our starters go down, but if our starters can stay healthy, then we can look back at this and just laugh. But I think that's 
that those those are my takes on it. I basically everything I wanted to say you said too. You said to begin with, so I didn't really couldn't really didn't really have a lot to say. But I think think that's it for that topic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So just one quick thing on Ben DiNucci. Ben. Um. Yes. Yes, I do. I did when he came, when we drafted him. I watched, you know, some of his highlights from James Madison, and I saw a lot of qualities that I saw in uh, Tony, who, if you don't know, if you were, if you started watching the team in 2017, then you would have no idea who Tony Romo, the quarterback, was. You'd know about him, the broadcaster, not the quarterback. But um, basically, um, you know, Ben showed flashes of, um, good pocket awareness and being able to get out of trouble and the different platform throws and the accuracy downfield. But um, I, I'm going to be the first one to say I did. I told you from the beginning, he is not prepared to play at all. Like he was not prepared to play at all the first year when they threw him in, which I think was a huge mistake. And I think he's still kind of dealing with, you know, the, PTSD of being thrown in against Philly, um, whether or not that impacted his preseason performance is a completely different story. But I did not, I don't, I didn't think he was ready to play at all the first year. And I mean, to be honest, he looked better the second game for sure. Um, no turnovers, and then the first touchdown pass of the preseason, which. Um, was great, and I was and I was very happy for him. And they, uh, um, while I was you know playing, <laughs> playing poker during while Hard Knocks was on, I looked up and they had you know the, all the their epic Hard Knocks music, and he throws the ball to the receiver and they score. I'm like, hey, quite a quite a fabulous form of television. Good job, Hard Knocks and HBO. But really, other than that one play, he has been quite awful. Yeah, and going, the the one yeah. thing the one thing I will say about his preseason that I've liked over Garrett Gilbert is his pocket awareness. Garrett Gilbert, the last few the last few um last few games has had horrible pocket awareness, and it's gotten so bad to where he might be the new cement shoes because he's literally standing completely still unaware of anything that's going on around him and he gets strip sacked and we lose the ball and it's a turnover. And I believe that happened. That was our, that was our one other turnover. Last game was a Garrett Gilbert fumble. And that happened in the first preseason game where he rolled out to his right and had no no sense of what was going on behind him. And he got strip sacked and luckily recovered it. And then I think another time the same thing happened where he was strip sacked, and I think maybe the other team got it or the Cowboys got it. But yeah. um, Danucci at least is not. You, I don't worry about him getting strip sacked unless he just gets completely, you know, bull rushed and destroyed, which is quite possible. But his pocket awareness is, other than I would, I don't really, I haven't really seen much of Cooper Rush, just because you know it's very easy once the first team quarterback goes out, you just kind of lose all sense of what's going on on the field and just kind of go into limbo. So I don't really remember much of Cooper rush. I remember that he looks a lot better. Um, I know he's looked a lot better at decision-making because he's not, he didn't throw as much ridiculous, you know, passes like the first game when I saw him, 
but I but I can't really comment on who has the better pocket awareness from him or Danucci, but it doesn't really matter because Danucci should not step on the football field this year at all. Um, Danucci going on James Madison. James Madison is in the East Coast, and they're not they're a good football team for the division. But yeah, they're the I think they're things, they're D two. Yeah. So like. Yeah. And the like only reason Roma was, Cow- yeah. Keep going. You can go. Yeah. The I'll, only I'll, reason yeah. why the Cowboys drafted him was because they didn't want another team to pick him up. Mm-hmm. So he shouldn't have been drafted. He would have been the he would have been the most sought after player in the undrafted free agency, but no the Cowboys were afraid to lose him. Um but um last game talking about Cooper Rush Gilbert, when he was out there, the offense wasn't really hitting their strides. And then as soon as as soon as he got yanked and Cooper Rush went in, the offense clicked. And that that's when you saw them score most of their points is when he went in there. Um, and or I mean, I guess two more field. How many points did we score? 16, 19? I, it was the something like game. that. Or so th- I know th- we did the third game. Sorry, the third game. Oh yeah, game. yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. When yeah. he went in there, the, the team looked a lot better, and I, and I was gonna say this later, but I'll say it now. Rush is now getting first team reps. Mm-hmm. Garrett is no longer the the, the starter, which and, and Rush is getting, which is kind of crazy because Rush is bit Rush was on this team a few years ago and then left and now is back. So it's kind of crazy yeah. to see that he may mm-hmm. now be the backup, which is very bad. Because unless unless another team kind of like if the Saints say we want Taysom Hill to be our quarterback and they cut Winston, they, which I, is, I, they, which they is not happening. But if yeah. any team, there aren't any good quarterbacks on the free agency market that are in their prime and are, and are halfway decent. Like you can go get Calvin Kaepernick, but he's like 33 and he hasn't played football in a few years, which is a whole other issue. Mm-hmm. But you, you can't get him – and there's really no other free agents that's that could that you could have step on a football field and be confident that they'll be able to make at least a few throws and just have Zeke run the whole game. So as of right now, we're kind of stuck with Rush, unless for whatever reason, because hopefully Danucci will play the whole game. Yeah, weekend, I, I'm expecting Danucci to get yeah. basically every snap this upcoming I'm, game. And unless and this, is, and this has, will this will definitely be like a hey, yeah. like if you want to be I mean the third string quarterback, um, like I we better see a complete one eighty from you. <laughs> and this team should not yeah. carry three quarterbacks, but he will need to do all this game to even make a practice squad. Well, I mean, I, I I disagree. They should carry three quarterbacks because their starting quarterback, we don't even know if he's going to – I mean, I know it's he's probable for week one, but, like, who the who the heck knows? I don't even know what his injury is. Like, they well, say I it's mean, a strain, like if, but is it a strain? Like, so I, I definitely think three lot, quarterbacks – a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, I definitely think three quarterbacks is a good – like, a good – amount to have on the team maybe not dress all three quarterbacks yeah exactly but i think yeah yeah but i think he's definitely he's definitely on the but like ben denucci has a very slim chance of being the third quarterback on this team but my thinking is the for the first time in a very long time our linebacking core has actual depth and i would much prefer to carry 
for a fifth a fifth linebacker a fourth linebacker than have Danucci <laughs> wear number seven. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, but, just one quick thing on the whole Garrett Gilbert and Cooper yeah. Rush second string thing. Um, I'm. It's really. I have really no idea. I would have to, you know, go back and watch highlights of the preseason, which if anybody knows me, there's about a 0% chance that is going to happen um, to actually see who has performed better. Um, but I would just based on who, what I saw last year and from previous experiences, Cooper Rush had his first year, I think out of college, he had a great preseason very next preseason, he looked like the worst quarterback I've ever seen, and now I guess he's looked better. But I saw Garrett Gilbert against Pittsburgh in a live NFL game, and from what I saw from that game, if I would much rather have him under center with you know the first the first team than Cooper Rush under center with the first team, and that's remember- that's throwing everything out the window from this preseason. I remember at because 2016 preseason, Dak had his phenomenal preseason, and then he obviously he had a great year, um, for himself fresh his rookie year, and mm-hmm. then I remember Rush had kind of came onto the scene like Dak did, and obviously 2017 was not a good year for anyone on this team, and when Dak wasn't performing well, there were some people that wanted Rush to go in there because of how well he performed in preseason, but yeah. he wasn't despite, on the team for a few years. Despite we, what despite some what? people, despite what some people may think about my opinions on deck, I was not a person who wanted Cooper Rush. Yeah. To come in. Um, and to prove that, just go check my, inst- well, I guess my Instagram is private, but so never mind. But I have a, I have a picture on there of my, uh, I guess you could call it, funeral like post of Tony's last game with the Cowboys and I have a hashtag Dak to the future. So despite what you think about me, at one point I was I'm I'm very supportive of all of my players on my team. At, at least at some point in their career. But yeah that was I think that's that's the longest um segment, first segment we've had. But would you want to uh kick yeah let's move on stuff now? All right. Let's so, move on. We have time constraints. Owen has class. Um, we're we're back in college. Yeah. So Owen has class at six at five. We need to be done before five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, past few days, a lot of players have been kicked off to the the um, COVID IL, and contrary to Ray and I had had this big discussion when team's COVID, COVID percentages were coming out. And as of right now, 93% of the players are vaccinated and 100% of the coaching staff is vaccinated. But here's a lengthy list of all the players that have been taken off the field. C.D. Lamb, Israel M., the safety. Dan Quinn, defensive tackle Carlos Watkins. Malik Hooker, Donovan, Wons- Donovan Wilson, and Demonte Casey. So those are all the players that have been taken off can you Our repeat? team. Hold on. Let Dude. me write those down. I'm writing those down. It's very because there are a lot of important names. Yes. And by the and, way, I'm writing. I'm writing these down because I didn't know who was taken off. So now that now that Owen has filled me in, I know. So we got CD. Players, they're all going to be back 
for week one. Israel, CD, Dan Mukamara. Quinn. I knew Dan yeah. Quinn was off. Huh? Um, Israel, I knew Dan Quinn was because yeah. he didn't actually coach the last yeah, he game. Didn't. Um, and then Israel, Israel is the safety, right? Yeah, the rookie safety. Thirty-five, I think. Yeah. Okay. Dan Quinn, mm-hmm. Carlos Watkins, uh huh, Malik Hooker, Donovan Wilson, and then one of the members of the Achilles trio, Dante Casey. And those, hopefully, no more numbers will, no more players will have to be sidelined. But as of right now, those are the players. And and Donovan Wilson is the, the safety who the destroyed safety. Dalvin Cook last year, right? And which what's the receiver's name on the? That's also Wilson. What's his first name? Um, so Cedric. I know. He's number Cedric. one. Yeah. Okay. So now I can't. Yeah. Now now there's no excuse for me to get them mixed up. <laughs> yeah, Donovan's yeah. number six. That's the number he wore at Texas A and M. I think he went to college there. And then CD or um. Cedric wore number one. They go to Boise State. I don't know. That's 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 not important. So yeah, those are all the players that have been sent to the COVID list. And I the Cowboys, they're 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 really trying for this not to be a big thing. But especially with, with your defensive coach, because all of the most of these players are defensive players, which is mean that they've come in contact with Dan Quinn. I don't know which players started at all. But these are the players, and it's COVID also hitting other teams. Like it hit the Bills and good old Golden Locks, Cole Beasley, who is very adamant about not taking it. He will not be able to practice for the next a week or so. Mm-hmm. So it's not just the Cowboys. It's kind of sprinkled in to every team. But most importantly, it's excuse me, it hit, it's hit the Cowboys, and it's hit it's hit them the hardest. Yeah, um, and I know they. I know they've kind of limited in-person yeah. practice and they're yeah. kind of doing online stuff and yeah. which is not necessarily a good thing because yeah. especially coming like getting really close to to week one versus tampa you'd like to be on the field running reps and not in zoom meetings so uh, yeah they're already they're already behind the eight ball with Dak, not participating in any on like team drills or padded drills or really anything so Having this COVID thing is just another disaster—not yeah. disaster, but like a small um, roadblock in their chances of you know winning in Week One. And in the in the Cowboys' last practice, um, KZ and a few other players got taken off the field, and one of the most um, notable. One of the most notable plays of this past practice was Amari Cooper beating Trayvon Diggs on, I think, a streak or some type of go route, and he beat him. And the reporters asked um, Diggs if he pushed off, and he said yes. I don't know if that was if that was him joking or that was him being like, yeah, he did. But come next preseason game. All, most of these, like Israel, M, and KZ, they're not on the first team. So they're going to get a lot of playing time. And Are they going to play? play? Yeah, that's what preseason never game? Mind. I don't think yeah. so. But yeah, you're going to have to sign some guy off the streets to be your, to be your starting safety for the last preseason game because hopefully these players will be able to 
to go. Hopefully, most of them are vaccinated, so they only have to only have to be out for a few days. But honestly, we'll see. Which for the one yes. of the only good thing that this could be is that it's happening now instead of a week from now, and yeah. we don't have CD for week one. Yeah, I mean, signing someone off the off their couch for a preseason game is the least of my concern at this time. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's. Yeah. Um, I thought I thought the their fill in defensive coordinator called a pretty good game. Yeah, so. he was. He's the um. He was a pass. I think he's a secondary coach, mm-hmm. and he he's the passing coordinator. I forget his name, but he came in with the um. I don't know if Dan Quinn wanted him or if he was here two years ago. I I forget. Dan, I, I don't. I'm not going to try to guess his name, but yeah, that's that that's kind of your uh your pandemic note um, updates. Hopefully, it doesn't get any worse. Yeah, I think I think if it's not that huge of a concern, and I mean it is it is a concern, but. It's not a, it's not as much of a concern as it would be if it was a few days before week one, and they're like, "Oh, by the way, we're going to be starting." Mick, or, um, gosh, I don't even know his first name. He's that bad. Um, Knight at left tackle instead of Tyron Smith because Tyron Smith is out. Yeah, um, hopefully, yeah, a lot. Tyrant Steele too. Yeah, for Brandon reason, Knight or something. I think his name. Yeah, Brandon, Brandon Knight. Knight. Yeah, yeah. He's just, I think he can play both both tackles. But I just wanted to say one thing, and then we can get into whatever else you wanted to talk about. Mm-hmm. Keanu Neal, who, when they signed, when the Cowboys signed him, I had mixed feelings because with an Achilles injury, unless your name is Kevin Durant, it's supposed to derail your whole career. Mm-hmm. But and we'll see with Clay Thompson also. Yeah, I think he also had an Achilles, and then the ACL. Yeah, AC. So we'll see. We'll see how ACL he looks. First. Exactly. Yeah. And you and I both know Ray and I have way before this show even started, Ray and I will go back and forth on Instagram DMs and basically every social media platform known to man. And he was laughing about these signings because the Cowboys make only make safe signings. Like Malik Hooker, that was a big name um iffy signing because of his injury. Yeah, and then of but course as as I'm praising him like this is the best signing we've had and so you're like oh he uh he's coming off an achilles injury i'm like oh great never mind yeah, the cowboys <laughs> would not have signed him if he was if he was healthy they don't they, they don't have mm-hmm. the budget for that yeah exactly even but though they, jerry jones has exactly. quite enough money to do yeah. anything he wants but yeah continue and the cowboys for many years i remember um after des after they cut Dez and they brought in Alan Hearns, I was like, oh my goodness, like this is great. And thankfully the only reason why they signed him was because it snowed in New Jersey and the Jets couldn't bring him in. And then we brought him in and we, we I liked him a lot because he, because he, the year before he had a 1000 um, with allowing with Alan Robertson in Jacksonville. And I was like, oh yeah, like he'll be the number one, he won't be as good as Dez, obviously, but he'll be able to do something. Replace Terrence Williams. Yeah, and then obviously he didn't really have, didn't really do that well. And then we all know how he horrendously broke his foot in the in the um, postseason, and that was just a cruel in- injury for anyone to have, and that was very yeah. 
very hard on the eyes. Yeah, but and I don't, Clark I don't think he's on a team anymore. I don't he think he is, but he had an injury. I, he might, he might have been cut because of the injury, but he's on, he's on the team. Yeah, so I don't really think he's had much, you know, success. Not to yeah. blame him necessarily, but since that year in Jacksonville, I don't think he's yeah. been, you know, considered yeah. by anybody as a a good receiver in this. Yeah. So speaking of Neil, he is Pro Football Focus's number one graded linebacker. Out of any linebacker that is set in the field, he is number one. He only has 34 snaps. In those 34 snaps, yeah. he has allowed zero catches and has four total stops. So even though it's a small sample size, yeah. for a safety to transition to linebacker and for him to have this amount of success is insane. And yeah, I, way I to make heard, way to make use of your snaps. Yeah. Good job. And, Dan Quinn loved this signing. He, I, I'm sure he was pounding on the table, Skip Bayless style, for both him and Casey. Because those that was when when the Falcons were great. Those were the two stars of that team, along with a few other defensive linemen. But hopefully, with 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 everything not very certain about um Jalen Smith's career with the Cowboys it's already come out that they're not going to cut him because the dead cap would be way too much and I think the last thing the Cowboys want to do is be in draft and in cap hell kind of how they were a few years ago when Tony Romo retired and a few other people retired and we couldn't sign anyone for three years because they didn't have the money for it somehow yeah I don't think we would have signed anyone anyway because that's not how we do business exactly we like our guys which I've heard way too way too often (laughs) um what yeah, so hopefully our starting linebacker core can be Micah, obviously, Leighton, and then Neil, and then on cover on passing downs, you can bring Jibril Cox in there, who's also had a really good um pro football focus run stoppage, which I liked a lot. Yeah. Jibril and, Cox has flashed a lot for me on the team. Yeah. yeah. And um and then when I check the box score, he's always at the top of the tackle department, yeah, which I which also like a lot. Yeah, and I just wanted to say one thing that'll definitely make Ray laugh, and then Ray can have the floor. Demarcus Lawrence was asked with with everything about COVID, how the Cowboys would deal with if anyone in this team had to be sidelined for a significant time, and he said, "We dealt with Dak Prescott being out last year. We will be fine." I thought that would make you laugh. It, and it now the floor does is make yours. me. It does make me laugh because they finished six and ten. And the surprising thing, they were only one game out of winning it all, which is kind of crazy because Washington didn't have that many injuries. So yeah, but Washington. Let's just Cowboys. let's just say let's just say that Washington with Ryan Fitzpatrick is like two or three games better than Washington without Ryan Fitzpatrick. Well, it depends. Are you going to get are you going to get Fitzpatrick on the Jets where he had a, a great year besides. Nick always talks about that. And last the Dolphins. Game where he blew it all. And the Dolphins. Or you're going to get him on basically any other team. It depends on which. When, when, when Ryan's good, he's amazing. But when he's bad, like him good will be like four to 500 yard passing games. But when he's bad, he's awful. Oh, and, I completely. I totally understand because I've seen it. Yeah. And there's a very good chance that Fitzpatrick at some point in time will have two bad games and will be taken out for 
Henneke or whatever his name is to go in. I think that's his name. The guy that played against the Buccaneers who almost yeah. beat the Buccaneers. Who, by the way, also had a good playoff game. So, But my whole point was them going walking out there with Fitzpatrick is way better than them walking out there with um, Haskins and yes, then 100%. Kyle Allen. And then as much as I like Alex Smith – and think that Alex Smith was a very serviceable and a very underrated quarterback while he played, he, at that stage of his career, is not what Ryan Fitzpatrick can bring to you as a quarterback just because of his knee, his leg, and then, of course, yeah. But, gosh, what did you say? Oh, yeah, the Demarcus Lawrence thing. Yeah, that was uh, quite a disaster in and of himself of almost making the – the postseason, just because we were at one point like two and nine or something, yeah. not two and nine, like two and seven. And we could have easily been in those top three or four or five spots. And um, I, I know we, we signed Dak already. So it's, there's no point of being like, what if, but let's say we were in those top five spots. We could have a completely different quarterback at this point. Who knows? Just to throw that out there. I mean, not that we would be better in any sense than if we were to swap out for a rookie, but it's just something to think about. The only um, way that that, that that would have worked is if we got the second pick because Trevor Lawrence hasn't really looked that great only in one play, only in one preseason game. Um, the kid and from- he had any and and um, Trevor Lawrence had a really bad. Um, yes. game last night and I didn't I didn't watch a snap but he from what I've lot. heard from what I heard it wasn't very good yeah Matt um, Jones did well he may kick Cam Newton off to the off to the curb um mm-hmm. the kid from the Falcons has been playing well, the Falcons right. the Falcons Falcons trapped at a tight end oh yeah, yeah sorry my bad I, I meant um the 49ers. 49ers he uh he may not even play because I think that they're so gung-ho on giving Jimmy the starting role. I like Jimmy. Well, well. He's – well, look. He has, a, he has think, a great nickname. His nickname is the best nickname in all of football. I, I completely agree, and it's not an insult. If you, don't, if, you, if, you don't, if you don't know what his nickname is, unfortunately I will not be saying it because no, we – look it up. Just look it up. Look it up. And Bayless said great. it. A lot of people said it. It's great. It's a great nickname. Um, but yeah, I think I don't think I'm not very impressed with Trey Lance. Um yeah. I I sent Owen a DM on Instagram. That's how we that's how we communicate pretty much. Yes, other than text other than texting. Other than texting, we shoot each other DMs. It's how Owen sends me the DAC throwing videos. It's how I send him the um rookies and the other quarterbacks around the league um just another thing about me i i make myself feel better when it, as a football fan by putting a lot of time and effort into liking other teams quarterbacks especially if they um fit my gunslinger run it like chuck it deep mentality so herbert he's he's a favorite mahomes is a favorite allen's a favorite um basically yeah. If they if they work well in Madden, yeah. If they them. yeah. By the way, the Jets are my favorite Madden team <laughs> because I I haven't lost with the Jets, <laughs> and I played six games, so quite a big size sample size. 
Yeah, I played with the – oh, and you'll like this. I played with the Giants against the Buddy and only scored three points. Um, so Daniel Jones is a the horrible – is a quarterback in the NFC East, apparently. He, well, he he's, he's definitely the fastest. I don't know about that. I think Dak has him down for, for – he just looks more of an athlete than him. If you look at his – Well, I think he ran like – I think – I think they, I think when he tripped over his own feet, they actually had him running like a four, like a four three eight, on that run. But yeah, I, I guess he was going, I guess he was going so freaking fast. He just, I mean, I've done it before. I've been yeah. flying, like fly, like I remember one time in like seventh or eighth grade when before we did the tackle football, I was flying yes. down the field. And my feet just got caught, and I stumbled. Of course, I did not fall because I'm not Daniel Jones, but I didn't score the touchdown because I stumbled, and they um, inevitably pulled the flag, unfortunately. Kind of like what happened with Zeke against the Eagles when he <laughs> hurdled the guy. And if he, if, he, if he ran that in for a touchdown, play of the year, play of the century. But no, he had to fall. <laughs> play of the century. I'm, I don't think it would have been the play of the century because uh, David Tyree is, has the play of the century. Um, once again, Eli throwing to David Tyree in that Super Bowl. I don't know if Owen saw it live, but I saw it live, and it made me feel a little bit better after the whole <laughs> uh, divisional round fiasco, which um, I told Owen I would like to do. Maybe for our bye week, we watch that game and then break it down just to, to have a little sense of perspective. But I don't even remember what we were talking about. Can you remind me what we were talking just, about? Just this just, just Keanu, uh, Keanu Neal and his pro football yes. focus grade. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Um, I, th- I read, not read, I saw a tweet. or maybe, maybe you sent it to me. But him saying that he has never felt more at home at a position um, in his life. And he's so glad that he's you know playing linebacker, which is great because – I mean, if if you're playing a position that doesn't really fit your skill set, then you're not going to be as good as you would be in a different position, which we saw that with Byron Jones. Um, he started out at safety, started out at safety with Dallas, and then they finally moved him to corner, and he's he was a much better corner, and it got him a big pay, a big paycheck with the Dolphins. And um, I have no idea how he's been doing. Hopefully, he's been. I mean, he's got a he's got an X factor in Madden, so apparently he's a decent <laughs> corner. But I mean, we all know how what Madden is and how they may or may not give out good ratings. Um, unfortunately, we can't really have a segment on Madden because that is irrelevant to um, the Cowboys, other than playing the virtual Cowboys. We we, we could talk about the um the NFL top one hundred and how. There was only one, only one cowboy on that list at number eighty-five, Zach Martin. I so Dak believe. did not. So Dak did not make the top one. Unless he's going to make a top ten. No, I, he did not no, make it. Okay. See, that's see that I. While I, actually, I'm not going to say that because I I disagree with even saying that. Um, I was going to say he should be in the top one hundred, but that would just completely go against my whole thing of if you don't play and you're hurt, you don't you don't deserve a spot. Yeah, but the also there's another quarterback that was hurt. Um, that was in it. Um, Watson. He might have had good numbers, Deshaun but Watson? that team was horrendous. Deshaun and he Watson, was, and he, yeah, he was top fifty. 
Well, I mean, if it's an if it's an I think if it's an individual list voted on players, I think it's completely different. No, because that list that list is voted by the players, and players who play against Deshaun Watson are going to be like, "Yeah, that kid's a beast, top fifty easily." Yeah, so but but, so 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 let's say that the Dak was fully healthy last year on the Texans. Let's say on some other universities in the Texans. And he has all those numbers, and they only win that amount of games. I know you you would be saying, "Well, he should have done this, this, oh, and this." I, well, yeah, I well, no, I think if he was on the t- if he was putting up Deshaun Watson numbers with Deshaun Watson's skill set, then I would think much highly of Dak. Because my whole thing with Dak is he plays with these, you know, he with all these riches of weapons at receiver and at running back, and I don't know how good he actually is because he just comes, he doesn't play well and this game, this game, this game. But let's say he was with the Texans and with that disaster, which is even worse than the Cowboys last year. It was, it was just a complete disaster. They traded away Hopkins and his – like he was throwing to like Will Fuller every other three weeks because Will Fuller's Fuller was – pretty good just like no, if, if he's healthy. He, that's what I was going to say. He yeah. Every other three weeks because he had pulled his hamstring. Yeah. By the way, if you're thinking about drafting Will Fuller in fantasy, don't. <laughs> Because he'll get 30 points one week, the week you don't start him. You'll put him in the next week. He'll last three plays and then be out with a hamstring. Don't make the mistake I did. Also, but, with the Texans, when when Watson, that when Watson was like when his when the Texans were at their height, that defense definitely had something to do with their success. And also, Hop, Hopkins was great. They had some other weapons. And oh, I totally, and, I and totally Watson get it. Totally get it. Especially, like, I remember when when they played the, the Chiefs, and they blew that twenty four oh, not to nothing lead. If that was the Cowboys, if Dak blew a twenty four to nothing lead, he would have been destroyed. But because Watson did it, can wait? Can you can you start? It? Can you can you go back like thirty seconds? 15, like thirty seconds? Because I was pulling up stats on my phone and it connected. And it connected to um, my phone. And now my phone is playing. So what Never. I was saying was um, Watson hasn't ha- had a very good playoff career. His first playoff game did not play well at all. And he, he did put up 24 points against the Chiefs, but they ultimately lost that game. Correct. And, yeah. And if I know that if I saw a tweet where someone said if Dak blew a 24 to nothing lead in the playoffs, he would have been destroyed. But Watson, I would have destroyed him. Yeah, I would have destroyed him. Destroyed him. But I mean, I I remember making fun of the Texans. I remember making everyone so much have. fun of the Texans. People that people should still talk badly about Watson for letting that happen, because all you have to do is score a touchdown every other every quarter, and you would have given the Chiefs a harder job. But. Yeah, I think the easy scapegoat for that, and I somewhat agree, is that Bill O'Brien is just a like, um, is just dumb. He's not well, very yeah. But Bill o- Bill O'Brien isn't isn't hindering Watson from doing his job. He did hinder him by the fake punt, which was a disaster. Okay, but yeah, so that that's one thing. That kind of that kind of started the whole. Um, train going off the tracks and down into the cliff and exploding was that fake punt. But like, you're totally misreading what I'm saying. I totally agree with you of the whole sense that like, I agree. Um, 
that if if like if Dak was with the Houston Texans and did all that great stuff, yeah, I would totally praise him for that because I I I value like performing and not the best situations. Um, but like the whole thing about him having great, you know, players around him, um, his numbers have been fairly similar other than that first year when he tore his ACL, his last three years. And when they took away Hop, like when the year with Hopkins, he was 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, 12 picks. The very next year, 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. So his like style of play without Hopkins. So his best receiver was like Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller who played half the games in the year. So like his level of play went up with worse talent. And like my whole thing with Dak is we haven't seen well, we have seen Dak with less talent and his numbers went down. So my whole thing is if you take away the Dallas Cowboys offense, which despite them being not a very a very mediocre, if not under mediocre team the last 25 years, despite a few outliers, their offense has been fairly good since 20. 13 on would you say like their receivers have been have been good they've had a wide receiver one for sure um the running back they addressed the running back with murray and since then it's been you know they've had a, a solid running back who can go out and get you a thousand yards but, but i'm, I'm but sure we're saying i'm saying Cooks and if, fuller in 2017 but he didn't he had a not the great or 2017 well, he had, to 2018 or 2018 when when they draft when they drafted um G- Gallup and he was a third round pick getting thrown out there and they had Hearns Hearns re- removing that 1000 one yard season Fuller and Cooks Cooks has been traded for a first round pick at least 5 times so them them two would have been a much much better receivers for Dak than than Hearns would have been but I understand what you're saying, though. Yeah, I'm just like, like I could, I could maybe agree with with that whole premise. Um, Des Bryant was a complete shell of himself, and I'm not gonna, yes, I'm not gonna come out here and be like Des Bryant was still there. Des Bryant did not look the same when when Dak replaced Tony because Dak had a Dak has a completely different yes. mindset than Tony, which is safe over safe over. Um, um, without I'm trying to like not like slander him for being safe, Don't throw picks. like 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 safe over um like go for like kind of safe over go for the win is like a good way to say it because like um the whole the whole 2014 playoff game the deep pl- pass to Des that was overall ruled incomplete whether or not that was that like I think of, it's a catch but it wasn't that whole thing I think if Dak was in that situation he would have probably stuck with the running play you know you know what I'm saying like Romo yeah. saw the single high and was like mm-hmm. single high press coverage and was like audible deep to Des because I trust Des Dak would have probably been like audible like stick with run and run uh, that's I that's just, just kind of what I'm saying so like know. um but yeah I think I think if Dak was with Houston um, if he was at Houston and he did what Deshaun did, I would be the first one to be like top 50 or I'd probably even say top 20, despite like the whole being abysmal. Cause the Texans put up a lot of points on offense even last year. And 
Um, I, I mean, I just oh. think, I think, I think myself, I think Deshaun Watson's a better quarterback, um, than Dak, but I, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, even if Dak was there, I'd still hate him because throwing Dak in that situation, he deserves at least a little bit of credit of going 4,800 yards with just basically just Brandon Cooks because Will Fuller, I don't even think played half a season that year. Talking about Dez, I wish that that early on in his career he learned to just run routes. Yeah, because- Dez. Dez. People don't people don't know, but Dez did did not have a good route tree. Not at all. He he, he was basically like he did fades. So it's like all, slants, all he did. Yeah, yeah. So and he he basically got his money because he had a quarterback who trusted him to go up and get the football. And, and same thing with Terrence Williams. Terrence Williams. Um, people also don't know this. Baylor. Baylor at Baylor back when Terrence Williams played, they had a bunch of track stars at receiver. They had Kendall Wright, um, Goodley, uh, Goodley, um, Corey Coleman, and um, Terrence Williams, and then even Josh Gordon was there. Yeah. Um, Josh, so if if you don't know Josh Gordon, and he's the guy who is always suspended for for um for weed, and he had a pretty good first year with the the Browns. Go look up his year with the Browns, where he looked like a top two receiver in the league. Um, but all of those, all of those receivers, they did not have really, they didn't have a good route tree because Baylor, you weren't taught how to run routes. It was a run. It was a run the football and chuck it deep um, type offense. And they were good at that because they were all fast. So they could run by you. So um, throwing those guys in, having a guy like Dez, who was just a, a possession deep ball guy. And then Williams, who was the breakaway, take you over the top guy. And then of course you had was not necessarily a great combination, but based on the, the experienced quarterback, their, their careers were so much more successful than they would have been with like a younger quarterback. And um, also having Cole Beasley, who was actually had a route tree and was a really good route runner. And then Jason Witten, who had a route tree and was just good at j- getting open, was a good combination. So and that's just me. Kind of, yeah, sure. Yeah. That's just me kind of breaking down like route trees and stuff. So yeah. the Cowboys, I got an alert. They just released their unofficial draft um, depth chart as of as of today. So do you want me to give you the starters so we can criticize this and how bad this team is? Um, yes, please do. So offensive line: Tyron Connor, Tyler. Zach Lyle, no surprises there. Hold on, Let's, I'm writing them all down. Left tackle, we got left tackle, Tyron Connor, left guard, center Zach. Or sorry, is Z- this center, Williams? Connor Tyron. Williams? Yes, Connor. Yes, Connor McGovern is a second string. Okay, weird, but okay. And then trap or Tyler's Tyler, right okay. guard Zach, no surprises there. Right tackle, yep. Lyle. Uh huh. Yeah. Running back, no, no we surprise. know who the running back is. But here's the quarterback. Dak's number one. Garrett's number two. Danucci is number three. And Cooper Rush is number four. <laughs> Did not expect that. Um, is that for next week or is that for week one? I, that, that, that's just as of today. Oh, that's as of today? Yeah. Um... Oh yeah, running back is Zeke. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then the interesting he, part is is the defense. Because Brent um, Urban. I, hmm? 
I'm just going to say the probably the whole thing with Danucci is they're just kind of viewing him as like a long haul yeah, thing, and they're not really interested in his performance this preseason. They're probably they're probably kind of trying to build. Yeah. Him. But I don't I don't think Cooper Rush should lose a roster spot. I think they should no. just throw him to the practice squad because I don't think yeah. anyone would sign Danucci right now. Here's the interesting part though. Left defensive end, Demarcus Lawrence. We we, we guessed that. Gallimore mm-hmm. is starting. Watkins is starting. Watkins is starting over Urban. I'd assume that Urban's just gonna go in for because Urban was a run specialist. Like he even said, he's not a sack guy. He just wants to like he took all the double teams that linebackers get in safe. Mm-hmm. So he's not starting. Randy's starting. Micah is starting. They have Jalen Smith over Keanu Neal, which is insane in my opinion. So I guess Vander Esch is um not is starting. the outside linebacker. They, so both oh. outside linebackers are Micah and Layton. They have Jabril Cox as the third middle linebacker. And then here's the horrendous cornerback list. Left cornerback, Anthony Brown. Right cornerback, Javon Diggs. And then and then nickel corner, Anthony Brown. So Kelvin Joseph isn't starting, and neither is Nashawn Wright. Hopefully, they'll start at some point in time, and they'll be able to get um, more play. And then Maurice Kennedy, who Ray kind of fell in love with, he is the second nickel. And then your safeties, strong safety of Donovan Wilson, and then free safety, you have DeMonte Casey, which means that Curse from who I, I forgot on the team. Curse is not starting. He's a he's a second team guy. Darian Thompson's second team. Israel Mu Kwamu is second team. And then third team. Sorry, third team is Israel Mu Kwamu. And then Malik mm-hmm. Hooker's third team. Hooker's not even starting. No, he's a third team. He has not beat Darian Thompson's making this team just based off the fact that he's the best special teams guy on the team. Yeah. Um, who are the other cornerbacks again? Um, left corner is Anthony Brown, who I despise, had one good season. Mm-hmm. Right is Trayvon Diggs, and then nickel is Jordan Lewis. Weird. But thankfully, Jordan can get cut after this year, and he'll be no cap there'll be no debt so our starting safeties are wilson and then thompson thompson you said no strong safety so the guy on the right or, well you know yeah. that. the right yeah. safety is wilson left safety is kz okay Darian so thompson at least they have kz the out there huh we say kz out there yeah and tom and wilson who and wilson. As of right okay. now is on the COVID list but oh um Greg Zerliner, he's Zerline, Zerline. He's gonna he's gonna kick this weekend. Good, good, good. I'm gonna send you this depth chart because they um they they give you a pronunciation guide, which is clutch. Yeah. Um. What this tells me is that the Dallas Cowboys have not learned from their previous mistakes. They're still going with their their guy mentality. Um, just another, I don't know if this is from Jerry or if this is Mike McCarthy just saying, doing this, but I hate, like, I just really hate this, the whole linebacker thing yeah. because you have, you, you, we just talked about, um, 
Like we just talked about our new linebacker who, gosh, I need to learn. I need to learn their names. Who was the, the, the guy who has the highest? Neil. Neil. Yeah, He's a second stringer. We, we just talked, we, like, we just talked about him being like the highest rated linebacker and He's the other, the one only other player who is committed, forced to turnover, and they're starting the headless horseman over him. Only thing that I could think of is that Iraq um, cuts are today. So for all we know, some of these guys could be cut. Like Anthony Brown could be a cap, it could be a cut. Right, but or why would, the, you, why would just... you release? Why would you release a starting roster? And then cut your the starter. Why wouldn't you just have him at the third string and then kind of saying, "Hey, we're cutting him." Like, or this this could be because they're trying to. I highly doubt. I mean, that. I just don't understand. I don't understand the linebacker because I think, um, I think Van Der Esch and Parsons obviously are like I don't understand Jalen. I guess I guess maybe Jalen being a veteran at middle linebacker, I kind of understand that. But just move Leighton to middle linebacker. Like uh, I, and then the and then the cornerbacks like Diggs obviously deserves to be a I'm not like Anthony Brown. I've seen so many other young cornerbacks be like flash in preseason games or in pra- or like practice practice notes or videos from practice that that are doing a lot more a lot better cover like coverage than Anthony Brown. And like the only time I saw Anthony Brown was him get completely toasted by Claypool in that preseason game. So I, I mean, I, I can't really this, speak. This is, this is for public. I can't really speak on the safety. Can't really speak on the safeties because oh, safeties I really, are fine. I love the like. Safeties. I think the safeties are okay, but like the whole cornerback and linebacker, I'm just it, it's a it makes me pause and wonder um, who is ma- like, why are they making these decisions? This must be just for public relations. It has to be. Only I mean, or maybe you. Sense. Maybe they're just like, gosh, we at least have to start Jalen because we're paying him so much money. So we at least have to let him start. And then we can, I could see that. They're just like, okay, we're paying you a lot of money. We'll just start you and see how it goes. I could see that. As for corner, as for corner, I I cannot um, give a pass for the corners. I could maybe give a pass for the linebacker, but I can't for the corners. Jalen will hopefully play most of, if if not all of this upcoming game, because that would mean that. I mean, I don't know if he, he will, because he's a starting, he's on their starting roster. He hasn't, you know, I know, he hasn't been starting. I know Parsons, I know part, but that could just be, you know, start like they are holding out starters, which is a tradition for the preseason. You don't play your starters, but I, I mean, I know Parsons won't play. I know Van Der Esch won't play. Probably Cox will play because he's not, he's a rookie, but also not playing. He's not high on the depth chart, so I could see Cox play, but I don't. I don't really see them playing um, Jalen Smith in this game at all. It's but if if they're sticking by their depth chart that they just released, I would not be. I would be shocked if he's on the field. I'm. I'm gonna give next week or whoever plays this this next this weekend much more. Um, that's any much more valid to me than than this unofficial depth chart is because if for, for whatever reason if Jalen plays the whole game then okay he's not a starter Micah will not play at all because they love him and he does ever like did you see last week he played he was basically played um 
nose tackle. Like he just ran up right in between the the center and left guard and just went right through him and then pushed Tyrod. Yeah, they're not gonna. Yeah, they're not gonna play like. Um, Parsons is their best defensive player on their team, and he's only a rookie, so they're not gonna they're not gonna play him in this game. They're not gonna risk him getting hurt, so he's definitely not playing. Yeah, and I wanted to see Van Der Esch playing because he is injury history. So why throw him out there? Um, but yeah, I'll give this I'll give this um, this depth chart a C minus. Well, okay, because so I I'll- I expect I expect the like the offense I expect like all the starters on the offense, and then they're losing a bunch of points for the linebacker and cornerbacks. So I'll give it a C minus. Yeah, it's – I don't know. I uh, I don't know. But Great depth chart. There is a lot of depth on this team, though. Yeah, especially it, at linebacker. I – Luke Gifford, who I know he had a PED thing this past year, but when he, when when they signed him, um, he looked good, and then he had an injury, so he wasn't able to play all that much. But I don't know. It's um, it's a painful roster, but I think this is just rookies don't don't play unless you're Micah, the first round pick. But everyone else, that's just you you lead by seniority because. Quinton Bohanna is way better than Tristan Hill, and Tristan Hill he hasn't played since his ACL injury, and he's the third guy, and Bohanna is the fourth. So this must be just like veterans go like veterans. We're gonna write you down, and then rookies go have fun with the third and fourth team. Yeah, yeah we. I mean, yeah. This is why you don't. This is why I don't pay. This is why in the past I haven't paid any, or any pay attention to preseason, because getting getting worked up about a preseason roster not at all is completely a waste like, of time. A waste of time. But since we're doing this podcast, we have to talk about the preseason roster. So I think how Ray wanted to round out around or end the show. As he calls him Dink and Dak, who is getting that nickname back from his 2016 year. He has not been Dink and Dak for the past few years, but he the nickname is back. Ice Pac-Man. Literally everything. And Ray, you have the floor to now talk about your favorite player in all of the NFL, Rain yes. Dakota Prescott. He's my favorite. He's my favorite player to talk about at least, other than um my actual favorite players, but I'm going to limit my discussion a little bit just based on time. So I'm just going to kind of leave a few things out because that are not as much important, but um, there's been a lot of talk from um, like Owen's been sending me things and, you know, the Twitter, like Twitter updates and the videos of him throwing and all of that, and I think that's great because it does show progress. I'm not going to st- sit here and say, oh, he's not progressing because that's not true. Obviously, if he wasn't progressing, he wouldn't be throwing at all. But I think I think the whole idea is it's minor and they're being safe is completely um, – is a complete joke, which is the most um, G-rated thing I could say regarding the uh, the injury. 
um, and their stance on it because I'm a, and I know this for a fact, like preseason is like, like players like starting like really good quarterbacks. You're not really going to see play a bunch of preseason. I know Josh Allen has not played a snap in the preseason. I don't think um, Aaron Rodgers, same thing. Mahomes has played maybe a series, but he, he um, played pretty poorly. He, uh, yeah, he, he had he didn't, his interceptions. Yeah, he, I mean, but I'd take little to no like substance from that because who knows? He could have just been trying out stuff. But um, my whole thing is, is he hasn't participated in one team activity. Like he, so what, what that means is basically they have, you know, the 11 on 11s, seven on sevens where they're going up against the defense and there's, you know, pressure there's the receivers are covered and it's basically as close to, or team scrimmages even like he didn't participate in the Rams scrimmage or even a team scrimmage where they're going through different, you know, scenarios of a football game. He hasn't participated in one padded of any of that. So he is basically where they're going on now will be walking into Tampa with zero form of team participation. And unless he plays the practice unless he before. Were to, yeah, unless he were to play the practices before, which maybe he will, maybe he won't. But even I'm not going to put much substance in that because it's literally a few days before you actually play. Um, but basically what, that's, what that means is he's going to be going into Tampa Bay, who is the reigning Super Bowl champion, who at the point when they were in the Super Bowl, their defense looked ridiculously good, and they held the Kansas City Chiefs to no touchdowns, which – um, before the game, I would have told you that would be impossible. And basically everyone said that was impossible. Um, so, which is why the the person who actually won the bet of the Chiefs wouldn't score a touchdown and they was so high and he won so much money. But basically their defensive line is, is legit. We know that they they're, they're going to get pressure. Um, the linebacker core is legit and the corners are legit. And asking whether my opinion of Dak being more negative than positive, usually, I don't expect I don't expect him to have a, a good game. In fact, I think he's going to have a his worst game of his career because of this. He's not going to have any experience other than just veteran experience of actually playing, which I don't think will help in this scenario. Because even in take throwing the shoulder aside you'd like to go out there in some sort of team-based setting with pads and like fall on your, get tackled or sacked, fall on your ankle and be like, okay, I'm fine. He hasn't had that yet. So basically that first action is going to be with JPP and um, Vontae David, Devin White running after him. And he's going to get hit a ton. Um, Despite our offensive line being really good, he's going to get hit a ton because that's just, Tampa Bay's skill. They're gonna he's gonna get hit. And the receivers are gonna be blanketed. And I'm definitely I could see two turnovers, two interceptions easily. I would not be surprised if he threw five. Oh, it would be like five. That's ridiculous. But trust me, Tony I could see five. Tony did it, and I think Dak will do it. I mean, we saw Tony, his first coming back from the herniated disc. I don't know if you remember that. His first game versus San Francisco was horrible. It was it was a horrible game because he had very little of anything that that preseason they they kept and he didn't even have an injury he was just you know coming off the herniated disc surgery and they just completely 
kept him, like played completely safe. And he walked out there that first game and had like three or four interceptions and looked like horrible. He looked terrible. And it took him two or three games to, you know, get get back into it. And luckily we won those three games because of our running, being able to run the football very well. But And then we got going. But I think especially this year, it's very important that the Cowboys start off fast because they're, they're scheduled at the beginning of the year. While Owen might not think it's that tough, we play the Bucks, and then we have the Chargers and then the Falcons, which are all – probably going to score a decent amount of points. The and Falcons will? Well, yeah, the Falcons will score points because they still have Matt Ryan and Ridley and uh, Tevin – not Tevin Coleman. Um, Mike Davis and Kyle Pitts, obviously. So they're going to score points. And whether or not the Falcons' defense is good, I'm not saying they are, but if if your quarterback has very limited you know, preseason time or any team drills, he's not going to perform as well. So it's important that we start off fast, and um, I'm gonna put I'm if if this injury is minor, which I doubt it's minor. I think it's a more serious than it is. But if it comes out that it was minor, and that the Cowboys were just being really safe, and the Cowboys were to miss the playoffs by one ish game, then I would be the first one to come out here and blame. One McCarthy, and then two Jerry for being too safe with their quarterback because it cost them the division because he wasn't able to get that the reps that he needed to start off the season fast. So that's basically what I think about it. Um, if it is serious, then it goes to show that they were just you know kind of hiding the severity of his injury by not holding him out. But I just wanted to, I just wanted to throw that other side of the spectrum just to be like if it's not if it is minor then they're just hurting him and not helping him. So that's basically all I got. I think the only year that the that they started off hot game, the first game of the season was against the Giants because 2016 they lost. 2017 2018 was the was the um was the Panthers, right? Yeah, we lost. It lost that game. 2019 was we won our first. We won our first two games in 2015. This is true, but this was before. Well, 2015 was a a very very bad year, but yeah, I think that was was a very very good breakdown of Rain's injury. I think you did very well. Thank you. And <laughs> it was it was it was very nice. I thought it was going to be way worse, and you were going to attack Dak, but you did not. So, kudos to you. I, I can't attack him on, on the air when it comes to his injury. I can't attack him for his money that he's making, but I can't attack him for being hurt. Did, did, you, gonna attack, were you, did you attack Goff when he got his money? Because now he, he's been a shell of himself since that money. Look, I don't, really care about, I don't really care about Jared Goff, to be, to be quite Mark, frank. No player is worth the amount of money. There are no athletes worth that much. That's just the market. Like in a few months, you're gonna see Lamar Jackson. I don't think he's gotten his payday yet. Get his no. payday. Jared Allen's gonna get his payday. Um, basically every good. Qu- I'm sure. I'm sure that um, guy from the Chargers will, Chargers will get his money coming up soon. So, 
And the, and in a, in three years, Dak's money is going to look like it was a bargain, like it was nothing. But, but I'll say this again when it comes to right money. Now. I'll come mm-hmm. to. I'll say this when I'll say this again when it comes to money. I've already said this. Most quarterbacks are paid, um, based on their previous achievements. So, for example, Jerry Goff was paid the season after he was in the Super Bowl. And Carson Wentz, he had the MVP type season and he got hurt and tore his ACL and that was the end of it. So they were paid those big contracts by the for their teams after having a huge successful year. The flip side and what I'm saying with Dak and I would say with from other quarterbacks. Oh, also just another example, Josh Allen paid all that money because one vast improvements statistically also NFC or AFC championship berth lost to the chiefs who were uh, eventually lost to the bucks in the super bowl. So usually a quarterback, unless they're just, you know, unless you're just, you're on a really God awful team and you're just, you know, the only thing that's keeping them afloat, um, you're going to get paid based on stuff you did previously my whole issue with with Dak is, and and I will and I will also say it, um, with Rome with Romo is, but also different different um, situations. But they were paid with not really much accolades past the regular season. So when you're paid, when you're made the number one highest paid quarterback after completely re- having a two surgeries on your ankle and being you know, under 500 in your last 17 games. It's just kind of like a, a moment. But, I mean, I understand why they paid him because you're not going to go out there with Garrett Gilbert and might as well lock up a serviceable quarterback. But my whole thing with the whole money, oh, you're going to pay people over the market? Absolutely. But usually you're, they're getting paid over the market, one, because they don't want to lose them, two, because they've won this, this amount of game. Also, like Mahomes is an MVP and a Super Bowl champion. Whether or not he deserved $500 million overall is a different story, but he had the reason to be able to make that money based on his um, individual success. So um, that's all I really, really have on the whole money thing. But just um, that's like the whole Dak thing. I I mean, I'm going to be fair, like fair because, I mean, you don't, like you can't really control getting injured unless you're just, you know, brittle and you like, if you're brittle, like it's fine. You can't really control that, but it's, it's the whole thing where when the team says, Hey, it's minor, he'll be back three to four days. And then a week later, Oh, it, we've never seen this injury before we went to the uh, baseball team or we went to two baseball organizations. Then it is, Dak's fine. He'll be right for week one. And then it's, oh, he threw some soft toss to his receivers. And then the res- then the videos come out of him throwing to Amari Cooper with no coverage or no nothing, no line, no anything. He's not going to, he's not going to be, have a clean pocket most of the time, or even he might, because our offensive line is good, but he's not going to have a clean pocket every time. And as soon as the pocket collapsing, What's his arm going to look like then? Is he going to have the velocity on the run? Is he going to be able to make the tight window throws? We don't know because he's had no form of, of action at all. 
So if he goes when he goes out there week one with no action, he's not going to do well because one, he hasn't seen, he's not used to it. Two, he doesn't know what he's capable of throwing into tight windows. So we're going to either see a very cautious shell of himself, Dak, or we're going to see a Dak who's trying to push and enforce it and not really knowing what he's capable of yeah. and throw like eight interceptions. But talking um, about money, yeah. if you know what's crazy, we couldn't we could have not resigned. we could have not extended. Jalen Smith, and I think if the numbers were right, we could have signed um, Byron Jones, I think. We should have done that. Well, after the 2018 year, Jalen looked like he was a top-five linebacker. But but one thing I'm really happy that they did was when they, when they re-signed Lyle Collins, because everyone thought it was a really bad move. But now he's regarded as one of the best right tackles. Obviously, he didn't play last season. But two seasons ago, he was regarded as one of the best tackles. So yeah. you win some, you lose some. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the way, um, the whole I, the whole offensive line was back out there for the preseason. They all were all out there together. And um, not to end this show off negatively, because I don't want to do that. Um, but also, since we're kind of – we should probably end it so you have plenty of time to get to class. Yeah. But I did, was not that impressed with the starting offensive line. It seemed like they weren't getting much. They weren't blocking for the run very well, and sometimes um, there was pressure got to Gilbert way too quickly. That could just be because that was probably that was their first. That was definitely Tyron Smith's first in-game action, for sure, and then probably Zach Martin too. So I'm not going to hold that against them, but just saying as the first time seeing them all together that it did not look extraordinary. Yeah, so Lyle got just, beat bad once. Yeah, just to just to throw that out there. Not saying that that's what it's going to look like, but with also just bringing that back to Dak, if that's how the offensive line looks week one, then it's going to be horrendous. Let's just put it that way. It's not going to be good. There's going to be turnovers. Dak's going to be on his back, and it's not going to look good. So I guess we'll find out yeah. two weeks from now because hopefully then we'll have a show out that Saturday before – sorry, the, the, the um, Wednesday before or even the Thursday of and then Friday mm-hmm. after, yeah. which is hopefully what we're, the plan is to do an episode a day or two before and then a day or two after um yeah. scheduling permitting because obviously college is rough but that's the plan mm-hmm. yeah but that kind of brings us to the end of our show so yeah. thank you for the people um who maybe dropped in live i can't really i don't see any comments today well as ray was saying he didn't see any comments but i think he just exited himself out of the live stream. So with his exit, oh, and look at that. He's back. You're back. I'm back. You yes. You're a little low, but. I'm a little low. Can you hear me now? Yeah, really, really faintly. But I was about to wrap it up. So if you want, you can wrap it up and then we'll. We will get out of here. Very weird. Uh, yeah, that was really weird. What just happened? 
yeah. You're 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 very like low talking. The volume is very low. Still nothing. I'll wrap it up. Oh, well, okay I cannot. It's very low. No comment. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, Gianna. Thank you. All the way from New Jersey. And my name is Owen DeChico. And Ray is somewhere in the background with low volume. His name is Ray Nickens. Oh, you're muted, Ray. Unmute yourself. And that is Ray Nickens, and we are your hosts of All About America's Team. We will catch you guys next week. Go Cowboys.